Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio. My best friend Mike Harmon and I live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. And we'll get to the most obvious tank job in NFL history. J-E-T-E-J. Yeah, I'm telling you. It started by changing the name. (laughs) But first, the night belongs to a man named Scooter. I didn't think it would happen at this point. Who? But yet a guy named Scooter. And wait till you hear how he got his name. Owns the night in sports. Why? Because of this performance tonight. Line drive, right field, ball carrying well, home run, Scooter Jeanette, not one, not two, not three, but four, four home runs tonight. 
side for Scooter Jeanette, and nine runs batted in. What a night for Scooter Jeanette. Reds Radio Network on the call. Up until tonight, Scooter Jeanette was your average middle infielder. Never heard of him. Average Midwestern team. He played many years for the Brewers. Now he's with the Reds. He's 27. He's a guy that's going to hit about 260 or 270. He's going to drive in about 55 or 60 runs, let about 10 or 15 home runs. Not bad. Tonight, Scooter Jeanette, 5 for 5 for the Reds, including four home runs and 10 runs batted in first player in Major League Baseball history to pull those numbers. Again, four home runs tonight, just a 17th player overall, the first Reds player to do it, 10 RBIs on the day. We're 31 points in fantasy, in case you're wondering. Yeah, it was a nice uh, effort for those that where he's owned in about 2% of leagues active in (laughs) zero, maybe his parents' league. Uh, Someone's going to log in tomorrow and go, boy, he's averaging 2.7 fantasy points per game. Why has anybody picked him up? I'm going to pick up Scooter Jeanette. No, exactly. He had one hit in his last seven games played. You just do the math. It was He was not a guy necessarily lighting it up. He was in the news just the other day, though. Because Brandon Phillips brought him up because he's wearing the wearing number, number four, four. Yes. Right? Which so, Brandon Phillips would like to be retired for him in that's Cincinnati. Right. Said, yeah. quote, it's a slap in the face is how <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Phillips brought it up uh, back with the Braves and, and playing in a game and was asked about it. Now, he's used that term a bunch. He had said that the contract offer that the Reds had given him a few years ago was a slap in the face. So that seems to be the, the go-to. Yeah. I'm disrespected. You slapped me in the face. Brandon Phillips, if you had nights like this, you'd still be on the Reds playing second base. Okay, so there's that. Five for five, four home runs, 10 RBI. He came in with three home run, 20 RBI on the year, hitting a robust 270. His batting average went up 32 points. Take that for that. He's hitting 302 now. How about that? Now he looks like he's an all-world. Get him on the all-star team. Let's go. Uh, after the Reds game tonight, which is a 13-1 to win over the St. Louis Cardinals. And, oh, by the way, no, he didn't play the Mets. Stop tweeting me. Oh, they played the Mets. No, they did not play the Mets. The Mets, the Mets have given up. They 10, had problems of their own. Listen, they've given up 10 runs so far to Texas, and the game is still going on. But they did not give up this night to Scooter Jeanette. Jeanette was told about all the great players in Reds history, guys like Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and Tony Perez, who've never had a night like this, and he reflected on it after. Growing up here in Cincinnati, man, those guys were my heroes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, usually when I hit a home run, I consider myself lucky, but it's hard to get lucky four times in a row. So I think I might might be on to something here. Oh, so now he's getting four home runs every night. All four home runs That's tomorrow. far better than Paul O'Neill did for that kid on Seinfeld. <laughs> Two home runs? What? <laughs> Four home runs in a game for Scooter Jeanette. And when you look at the list of people who hit four home runs in a game, Scooter Jeanette is probably the least likely guy. Because like I said, he hits about, when he plays 145 games, he has about 10 or 15 home run a year power. That's kind of where Scooter Jeanette is at. Well, that, that that's it. So you, you got it all in one night, right? He, he had a, a fantastic night. Adam Wainwright, who'd been dominant the last month, he'd been unhittable. Uh, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Look at some of the other guys that have hit four home runs in a game. Josh Hamilton, 
power hitter. Well, this is what the nineteenth in Major League Baseball history. He, from yeah, that perspective. Here's the last few guys. Okay, I'm going to go back now. We yeah. had Scooter Jeanette tonight. Yeah. Josh Hamilton in 2012. Okay. Carlos Delgado. Nice. Sean Green, part Legend. of his 19 total base day when he went six for six. I saw a kid walking through my neighborhood with a Sean Green jersey on the other day. I was asked it, him if was I it, could take a picture. He said no. Jets running back Sean Green? No. When he, oh, Former okay. Iowa Hawkeyes Sean Green. Mike, S-H-O-N-N. Mike Cameron had four home runs there in the game go. back in 2000. Well, there was a guy that looked like he was going to be a, the replica of Sammy Sosa, but he never bulked up. <laughs> and then before that, Mark Witten. No September hit. of 93. In a 15-2 over the Reds, Mark Witten had four home runs in a game. So since Come 1993. Come on, go back one more. Go back one more. Bob Horner. Yeah! In 1986. Yes! He was so fat, Bob Horner, but he could hit. Well, oh, he was so fat. That's just it. If he, you got one in the, his hitting zone, he actually didn't swing through it, connected a country mile. So in the last 30 years, there's been now seven players who have done that because you go back to the Scooter, 70s. Jeanette. Mike Schmidt, who hit four home runs in the game and then said, you know, Odubel Herrera really doesn't have the language issues. At oh, boy. So there are your four home run players. Horner, Witten, Cameron, Green, Delgado, Hamilton, and Jeanette. Real quick, let me tell you a story about Mark Witten before we get, oh, to, let's go. Before we get to the Jets. So <laughs> in 93, I'm, I'm a PA at ESPN, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, my music, please, Alex Tyshirt, if you have it. And now this is September of 93, and it's the Cardinals and the Reds. All right? Now picture what screening, the screening room would look like. It's a room where there's about 50 televisions, and there's a production assistant, someone young, just out of college, gets hired by ESPN, is sitting in front of every television, and they're logging a game. And it's their job to edit the highlights for that game. There's usually one person sitting in front of every game. That's how it goes. You get your assignment when you walk in every day. Okay, here you go. You have Blue Jays and Rangers tonight. You have, and sometimes you could lobby your your boss and go, oh, you know, I would say, hey, can I get the Mets tomorrow? Can I get the Mets? Can I get the Mets? And so... Did but, you have to pay them off? Was it but, like payola with beer and stuff? Uh, no, a lot of times they say, yeah, take the Mets. Oh. So... <laughs> This night, I remember specifically because it was one of those nights where we were over, we were overmatched. There were too many games and not enough people watching watching the games. So a lot of times, then you had two people, you had one person watching two or three games, trying to keep up on things. The person who was watching the Cardinals game had to watch another game, and and something crazy happened. So he went to go cut his highlight. So he said, "Hey, to somebody, hey, can you do me a favor? Watch this car- this uh, Cardinals game for a couple minutes, so I can." Go cut my highlight. Yeah, sure. So someone would watch go, oh, Mark Whitten hit a home run today. Write down, Mark Whitten home run. Right. So then, you know, that person would come back and say, hey, can you sit down for a couple minutes and watch a Cardinals game? So another person sits down, watch the game for a few minutes. Oh, Mark Whitten home run. Okay, I great, know that. Write it down. You already did that. So he's got four home runs. And we had four different people that were watching the game that wrote that watched the game for a couple of innings and wrote down Mark Witten home run because you got to write down the home run and the highlights. And sure. So they all don't know what it means. But the last guy to write down Mark Witten home run calls our supervisor over. And, you know, baseball tonight is getting ready to go on the air and sports is getting ready to go on the air and all these things. He goes, hey, does Mark Witten have four home runs tonight? And we all laugh. He goes, no, he doesn't have more four home runs. So what are you talking about? He goes, because people writing down, he goes, yeah, I saw Mark Witten home run. Another guy goes, yeah, I wrote down a Mark Witten home run. And everybody looks at each other like, oh, my 
God. And sure enough, then the alert comes on the wire. AP, Mark Witten, four home runs, and now we're frantic to get these things edited and get them on the air because now we were asleep at the wheel because, like, nobody knew. Meanwhile, upstairs in the newsroom, everybody knew. But no, in the pits where all yeah. the action is crazy because screening is kind of like the New York Stock Exchange. It's kind of what, what screening is like at ESPN. Nobody knew because there's so much. Everybody's activity. It's, it's so hectic. Can you believe this? And all yeah. side conversations. And then there's phone calls People coming People looking going, at their fantasy teams. Yeah, they're calling up going, hey, we got the highlight ready for the Mark Witten four-home run. No, we're going in to cut it now. What do you mean we're going in to cut it now? Oh, it was it was crazy. All the people tracking their bets. Ooh. Yeah, there's so much going on. <laughs> Listen, I don't know anything about the bets. I know that was a story, but I don't know anything about that. Okay, I was too busy doing my job. And that was making, you know, guys like Mark Witten. Passing knows. the buck and yeah. not knowing whether Mark Witten had hit four Although, there, w- there was a story to top that. Oh, my music again, Alex Hyde. Oh, this boy. story to top that. Double up in the first segment. Do you remember? Yeah. It was the NIT, okay? This is a good filibustering to avoid your trap <laughs> task. This is the NIT in 1994, all right? NIT, same same room, same screening room, same everything, right? So it's a dead night while there's nothing going on besides the NCAA tournament. It's generic night of National Basketball Association action. Baseball hasn't started yet. Football is, you know, we're still leading up to the draft and all kinds of stuff. And there's NIT games on. And it's the NIT consolation game, I believe, or, or a quarterfinals NIT game. So who cares? So they put this kid who had never really done anything before, and they go, why don't you go log Kansas State and Fresno State? I was really hoping it was an early round game, maybe Northwestern yeah. DePaul. No, no, no. no. Or so Brian Grant and Xavier beating my team because guys refuse to dunk because they like the finesse of the layup. It's like, here's a new kid, so we're going to just put him, put him on a game that doesn't matter, right? Kansas State and Fresno State. Let him learn, right? Let, let mm-hmm. him take his lumps. So he's watching the game. You know, no one's paying attention. And our coordinating producer, Scott Ackerson, who has produced NFL on Fox for a yeah. long because you hear his name every Sunday. Our studio show produced by Scott Ackerson, television. So Scott Ackerson is the, is the CP. And he comes down to screening just to kind of check and see how things are going on because we're going on the air in 10 minutes, right? Sports Center is going on in 10 minutes. And he walks around asking people how their games are going. And we, everybody always liked that when the CPs would come down to say hi to the kids and, and you know, put a face and name. Hey, how you doing? How's your game? What's going on? Great. You know, all this stuff. So he gets all the way around to this game. And he says, how's your game going? And the kid goes, eh, Kansas State's uh, Kansas State's beating Fresno State. Yeah, And he was going to walk away, but he said, yeah, anything big in this game? He goes, Askia Jones has 62 points. He's, what? He's Askia <laughs> Jones, Kansas State, he's got 62 points. What? And he turns around and yet says to our uh, the the highlight supervisors, who are our bosses, go, did you know Askia Jones has 62 points in this game? And you can see the blood drain from everybody's face going, no one told us. <laughs> and he walked away. If he could have picked up the entire room and threw it, he would have. Because no, and, and, and now, so now the highlight supervisors are in trouble because they're supposed to be on top on of this top kid. Of it, but meanwhile, they, the kid is keeping it to himself. Yeah, Askia Jones has 62 points. What do, you, what do you mean 62? What the hell are you talking about? 62 points. He's the last D1 men's player to have a 60-point game in regulation. All right, everybody else that's done has done it in overtime. This happened, and he wasn't going to tell anybody. Never happened here in the Geico Studios because they are a fountain of information oh, all throughout boy. the hallways. I'll tell you what. I wonder if that was that kind of night. Yo, oh, Reds and Cardinals? Yeah, yeah, watch. Yeah, Scooter Jeanette's got a home run. Yeah, Scooter Jeanette's got a home run. Okay, that's fine. Oh, Scooter <laughs> Jeanette's got another, oh, he's got another home run. All right, that's great. I'm going to get it with that.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. With Scooter Jeanette owning the news cycle right now, the story people are going to talk about him is when they find out what his nickname is. I mean, Scooter, you figure, okay, the guy likes Phil Rizzuto. He likes the money store. Maybe he rode a scooter a lot as a kid. <laughs> money store. I'm that's a great, for that's the a great reference store. and sent everybody running to YouTube because they had <laughs> no me. idea what you were Trust talking me. about if you're over 25 years old. <laughs> Go to YouTube and 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 uh, YouTube Phil Rizzuto and the money store. It's Rizzuto. Awesome. What's a Rizzuto? <laughs> it's not a real word. He's a baseball player. <laughs> I'm Phil Rizzuto for the money store. There you go. So maybe he used to ride a scooter as a kid. Maybe they just called him Scooter because he would scoot around as a kid. No, 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 no. Scooter Jeanette, 27-year-old for the Reds, previously with the Brewers, plays in America's Heartland, grew up a big fan of the Muppet Scooter. He was five years old, and he really liked Scooter. Knowing this... Scooter was that agitator that was always hanging around. He was, the, yeah, he was the Darius Kasparitis of, of, Nicely of the Muppets. Nicely done. Way yeah. to bring that back. Yeah. Uh, so he liked Scooter was his favorite Muppets character. One day. Well, he was the showrunner. Yes. Right? He, yeah. was, he was the guy in charge. He was, it was Shondaland. It was Scooterland back then. <laughs> One day his mom got very upset with him. His name was Ryan, actually, because he wouldn't put on his seatbelt. He's five years old. And so to try to scare him into doing it, she drove to the police station to try to get a little bit of a lecture about how important it is to put on your seatbelt. She was hoping she'd get a police officer to say it's really important and that would scare him into doing it because she was kind of at wit's end. He was so scared, thought he was going to be arrested or put in jail. When they asked him what his name was, he said Scooter. And, you know, the, the guy told him about, you know, putting your seatbelt on, all this stuff. And he was scared for a long time after, didn't want to say his name was Ryan because he thought he would wind up getting arrested. So that's how he became Scooter. Milwaukee Journey, uh, uh, Journal Sentinel did this story a couple of years ago. It's making its way on Twitter. And it looks, I mean, Journal Sentinel did this story five years ago. And that's where he played. This story checks out. He named himself after a Muppet and, and a bad time at the police station. It's kind of a big deal. I like that. First off, the Scooter Jeanette Muppet bobblehead will be available later on this year. They get you know they're getting that in production right now. Uh, Two, I mean, it was fun to watch it the last couple innings in the Geico Studios, waiting to see what's going to happen. And we've certainly watched the nice <laughs> watch for historic moments, and this was fun in his camo uniform, getting after it. Oh, yeah. And now, now he's a cult favorite. Four home runs, and the guy's name is Scooter. I like that we have an origin story. He's like a superhero now. Scooter Origins. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. The big story in the National Football League today, maybe you woke up and saw this, and it was kind of a slow news day early on. The Jets released David Harris. Kind of a big deal. Middle linebacker, 10 years. David Harris was great. Drafted him out of Michigan. He was everything you'd want in a middle linebacker. He was talented. He wasn't, he wasn't phenomenal, but he was good enough. He was very good. He was a good leader. He always stayed out of trouble. He brought the guys along. He was Sad a that that has to be one of the things you put on the bullet list. He was everything. Uh, stayed out of trouble. He was everything. Then we get the news later on today. And Eric Decker is following David Harris 
out the door. The the Jets saving money on David Harris, whose salary is not guaranteed, and now they have told Eric Decker, rehabbing off injury, that he will either be traded or released in the next few days. Because certainly Eric Decker is a guy that they could maybe move and get something for him because 30 years old, his contract is not extremely out of depth for other teams to absorb. Certainly you're dealing with the injury aspect, but he's looked good so far at OTAs. He's been wearing the red jersey, but he's been all right. Certainly maybe there could be a bidding war for him and you get something for him. But the main thing is this. This Jets team, if they're not picking number one overall next year, there's something wrong. Because this is the most blatant tank job that the NFL has ever seen. We've seen it like this. NBA is, yeah, Jets, whatever. We You should see what we do in Philadelphia every year. This is the absolute most apparent and obvious we're going in the tank. We do not care about 2017. We are going to suck this year. We're going to let our coach Todd Bowles, who is coaching for his job, suck. We're going to get rid of him. We're going to pick number one overall. We're going to get Sam Darnold, and that's how we're going to restart our franchise. We're not going to try to get by with Tom Brady still in the AFCs for who knows however much longer. We're not going to try to quick fix things. We are going to completely tank, and we're going to go after 2018. This is honestly, this team, they, who scares you on this team? Daniel Jeremiah from, from NFL.com, uh, scout, I've known DJ for a long time. He's been on the show with us. Says he talked to a personnel guy that said this may be the worst NFL roster in the last 10 years. I, I don't know that he's wrong. I can't believe Matt Forte's still on the team. Yeah, you have that for long. I can't believe they haven't found a way to get rid of him yet. This That's how bad this is. If the Jets win zero games next year, I will not be surprised. And it's it, the NFL, when usually everybody but the Lions finds a way to win a game, if they go 0-16, I will not be surprised. Because how are they going to win? Josh McCown will be serviceable until he gets hurt, which is probably going to be week two, week three. Then you're going to give it to Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg, who are going to be terrible. Granted, you never know how things are going to go at the end of the year with other teams have given up. But you can't tell me the Jets are going to win any game. You can't tell me they're going to win any game. They're that bad. My team sucks so bad, they decided months ago that we don't care about 2017. But here's the crazy part. You think I'd be all kinds of upset and pissed off about this now. I'm not because now I'm going we can we can suffer this year and suck beyond belief and get draft picks and get a franchise quarterback cuz that's how we'll be competitive and we will be right back to being competitive in 2018. We have to do it. This is the state of the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't do it. Look at the Jets. They tried to get by with Ryan Fitzpatrick for 2 years, which shows you when you don't have a franchise quarterback, you have a 2-year window. If your team is talented, you think oh, we can make some noise. If not, then we're tearing it down. So I am actually completely okay and on board with this. I used to live and die. I go, I never want my team to take. No, I don't care. Now I know I want to win. So I will go 0-16 this year, and I will gladly take every single loss, and I will document history along the way, and you and I will do it together right here. You and I in the studio, like Butch and Sundance, running out at the end of the big ale of gunfire. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yay. And you and I will do it together, and then we'll get Sam Darnold, and then I'm going to be the Jets again. How it goes. Well, number one, you haven't competed quite as frequently in the AFC East or in the AFC as a whole uh, in, in the last, as long as I've been alive. Uh, we uh, went to back-to-back an back AFC title games. Yeah. We would go to the playoffs every two or three uh, years for most of the, you know, from the 2000s What on. did any of that result in? 
went to the playoffs. Only one team can win the Super Bowl. It wasn't us. Seems like a distant Only memory. One team All can I got win. is a butt fumble as a memory. Your memory, your mem- your biggest memory is 30 years old now. Your Still. biggest memory is Refrigerator Perry scored a touchdown against the Patriots in the Superdome. Still a bigger memory than anything you got there, Buster. Anyway, so when we look at all the moves that they made, it's you've got to have zero NFL experience, zero tenure. Happily, there's not a lot of primetime games because they knew this was going to be a train wreck regardless. So when we're sitting here in the Geico studios over the course of the season on Thursday and Monday nights, don't have to worry about the Jets. We'll be wrapping up whatever that week's debacle is. The most recent tank job that I can point to and say that's a tank job is what the Colts did the year Manning had to have surgery. Kerry Collins and Curtis Painter. Yeah. You decided at quarterback you're punting. Yeah, but you, you weren't but, right, no, no, but you right. were you but had you an st- okay, you had a decent squad otherwise. Right. But, but that's the but thing. But you didn't fill the only spot you that did, mattered. You didn't say let's get rid of Reggie Wayne, let's get rid of all. No, no. You you, you did. No, the, no the but Colts, you dragged the, the guy off the street they to say, "Hey, no, no, Andrew no. Luck's there if we really do this badly." I no, I'm with you on it. So in terms but here's it's why not the, on the same scale. No, because the Jets have gotten rid of everybody that could potentially win a game. To be fair, most of those guys are are Decker could have 900 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. We might win a game or two with that. No, no but get that, rid of that. But that's Let's the get thing. Get rid of that right what now. What would have been great, though, is to see him on this roster because without looking at any of the, the numbers from pro football focus or anything else, I think you and I have watched enough football that we can say he is one of the best red zone receivers mm-hmm. in the last decade in the National Football League. What would have been great is if he was still on the roster this season and any drive they'd march – Look, this is a big assumption on my part that you're looking at a red zone possession, but all of a sudden he's got a coat on and he's on the sideline for every red zone snap and doesn't see the film. <laughs> then, then you sound the tanking alarm on a whole other level. But this is a team that realizes we're not winning in our division. What we're complete competing with Buffalo for third, maybe. Best. Just, I'm fine with it. I'm. I'm honestly. You got I'm rid of Brandon upset. Marshall, right? There were a lot. A lot of noise that is the way he goes around in a locker room that had worn thin with a bunch of his teammates. You got rid of Darrell Revis. You got rid of some of the other veterans. Look, you you cut how many millions upon millions of dollars in cap space, mm-hmm. and you brought in a, a number of rookies to try to fight for these jobs. We'll get to see our Darius Stewart. Just that much faster at this point. So <laughs> I, I still don't know who's throwing him the ball. But yeah, McCown and then Hackenberg and then you know Petty will play at some point because Hackenberg's like, but look, this is what you have to do. This is the Jets telling the NFL and telling the world we will do it and we will do it in full public view because plenty of teams have tried the tanking thing, but when you're doing it as publicly as the Jets are doing it. Of course people are going to pay attention. Again, 0-16 is on the table for this team. Because even the Browns, as bad as they were, they just drafted the wrong quarterback year after year. They were still drafting They were still guys trying. On. They just they were did still terribly. Trying. The Jets have decided, no, we're ter- We're going to sacrifice 2017 to get ready for 2018. And, you know, there was a part in my life where I thought, God, I'd be so depressed. But, no, I'm okay. I'm embracing the suck now. And, oh, by the way, from our uh, – I got. I said I would give him credit on the show – we got a great tweet before the show started. I, I Hang on, I started, so I would hold on to it. It's not going to be suck for Sam. It's not going to be sham for Sam. It's going to be... That's too close to Sam, sham, and the Pharaohs yeah. and bully, bully. Yeah, we, we, we can hear that song at least. It's going to be... 
fold for Darnold. Nick at Nick Oleg, fold for Darnold. That's the thing. That's that's what it is. That's what 2817 is. I will hashtag all my Jets tweets with fold for Darnold. There you go. Congratulations, Nick. There is. And he says this on June 6th. <laughs> we'll see him in September. We'll make sure to chronicle his white knuckling. Watch him every Sunday as he loses his mind in the studio. And look at the Jets surprisingly out to a 4-0 start. Josh McCown, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. And then today, oh boy, a broken pinky for McCown. The Jets lose to the Patriots by 35. And now there's all kinds of disharmony as Christian Hackenberg will now start for the Jets. And then they'll lose the rest of the games and they'll go 4-12 and pick like 7th and not get Sam Darnold. That sounds about right. That sounds more like the Jets. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I have a great conspiracy theory for you about the Patriots. And it comes off of today and Bill Belichick's first meeting with the media following Giselle Bunchen's national television admission that Tom Brady has had concussions throughout his career. So Belichick got the concussion questions today, and, you know, there's no off days for him. He's answering this question today on June 6th like it's November 12th. File injury reports every week. So not sure when the next one's due, probably sometime in September, but we'll have one for you then. That, um, that can be a complex medical it, you know, topic where you have your independent doctors on the sideline and then players sometimes can self-report. How challenging is that as a team to manage that? We file our reports in compliance with league guidelines. Do you see progress in that regard, though, Bill, in terms of the players being more willing to say I'm not right? You know, our medical staff really handles the <laughs> injury situation with players. Like, players don't come to me, and I don't treat them for injuries. That's not really my job. That's what we have medical staff for. To what degree is uh, player safety important to you personally, particularly as it pertains to concussions and, and traumatic head injuries? Yeah, I think I've talked about that quite a bit. Our foundation supports that, that cause. So there's Belichick not answering the concussion questions. It was after this, a story broke out of New England that potentially the Patriots could look to lock up Jimmy Garoppolo to an extension before this season. Garoppolo wants to play. He loves it in New England. They could lose him for nothing after this year, so he could potentially sign a contract extension. Now, as I've said before, we made the bold prediction, Tom Brady, this is his final year in the NFL. The evidence that we put out there, which was then stolen by other news outlets and put out there as their own, were Giselle Bunchen's wishes that Tom Brady would retire, Tom Brady doing much more product pushing than he's ever done, and the fact the Patriots are holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo. If they sign him long-term, he knows he's the quarterback at some point very soon because he knows I can go anywhere after this year and be a starter right away. So I'm wondering, this concussion stuff right now, because there was a there was a period three years ago where Tom Brady was angry with the Patriots. Is he putting this out there because he's greasing the skids? Oh no no, I'm going to keep playing. You guys have a plan to replace me. 
I'll go someplace else and play till I'm 45. Because there was no reason for Giselle Bunchen unprompted to talk on morning television about Tom Brady's concussions. She knows what the stakes are. Right? Now I'm just saying, I'm saying, what could this be a plan where here's Brady, I'm gonna throw this out there. You wanna screw with me? I'll screw with you. We'll talk about my quote unreported concussions. You guys deal with the fallout. Here comes a story about signing Garoppolo to an extension. And you know what? You watch. And you wanna after this year, I won't retire, but I'll go play someplace else. Well, I like it. Now, now he's theory. the greatest ever, and yeah. he's a Machiavellian genius. Yeah. That's the way you're setting it up. I like the way you're finally coming around to the way you should be thinking, not as a bitter Jets fan. But remember when Giselle Bunchen brought that up, it was in the middle of talking about the environment and climate and then talking a little bit about health, nutrition, and, and going down that route, and then immediately got down that full left turn to Tom Brady's health. The fact that Garoppolo would consider an extension, I'd love to see the financials that they're throwing at him because look at what the price of poker is for a free agent quarterback of marginal aptitude, let alone the guy on the market. So if you're going to go and start getting down that road, you're you're opening up the door to a a, a great drama-filled fall in New England. Not quite 0-16. No, That's no, 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 no. drama. But let me throw that out there. But at least a little bit of entertainment. How about and that? And for you, liking conspiracy Ooh, theories as you do. I dig that uh, That's not a bad one. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me throw this out here to you. We're getting set for game three of the NBA Finals. And Yay. certainly last year, the Cavaliers faced the same deficit, came back to win the series. But it feels a little bit different this time. You know why? Because Kevin Durant is on the Warriors. Still today, LeBron James was asked about the difference in 0-2 last year to 0-2 this year. Oh, I don't remember how I felt last year being down 2-0. Um, it's last year, and I don't even know the feeling anymore. So, you know, just mentally, I'm just mentally strengthening my mind and getting my mind, you know, ready and focused on what tomorrow is going to bring. And, uh, you know, so I look forward to it. Let me throw this out here. How long until we see the old LeBron? By that, I mean the LeBron who is passive, backs off. Oh, the guy from the Celtics series? The guy from Game game 3 in the beginning of Game 4 of the Celtics series and other times throughout his career. I bet you we see that LeBron at some point very, very soon because... You know what LeBron's basketball IQ is. Now, you know it's off the charts. There's no smarter player in the game. Everything is is something that he has dissected. Everything is planned out. He knows everything. What does he do? He goes in the tank against the Celtics at the end of Game 3 and for the first half of Game 4, waiting for the other guys to step up and help lead them to victory because he knows the Warriors are going to beat them. He knows they are. The only hope is you catch lightning in a bottle and Kyrie and Kevin Love, something happens, and they get a look from us that they were not expecting, haven't seen. And we need that lightning in a bottle if we're going to win because right now we're going to lose. I know we're going to lose to the Warriors. That hasn't happened. So now I bet you we see the backing off LeBron 
who's going to use this NBA Finals now as a, quote, teaching moment to say, I can't do it all. I don't know why you guys get mad at me all the time to do things because he knows they're going to lose. And now you're going to see it's going to be, have to be Kyrie, Kevin Love, other guys, Tristan Thompson, because LeBron will sacrifice the next couple of games for the better good of what's got to happen in the future if they're going to win. I wonder how long until we see that LeBron James come back. Never mind that they spent how much money? A lot Over of money. Over the luxury. A lot of money. That's why they have no he has no choice but get but these guys have to come through. Begged for, for help and they brought the band back together, paid a lot of money to to re-sign and bring J.R. Smith back. Remember all of that this offseason? They did everything he wanted. So the only thing it comes down to is this. Look, I, I'm building the definitive LeBron James career slideshow as greatest moments. Nothing was better than when he baited Draymond Green to try to kick him in the nuts by walking over him. That's what has to happen early in game three. <laughs> He's got to do something to agitate Green beyond all measure to get him kicked out. Maybe then you get something that that turns the, the tide. But short of that, Kyle Korver has been invisible. The aforementioned J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. invisible. Tristan Thompson, we're still looking for him. <laughs> if nothing else, we want to be able to give him – the gifts of, of verbiage and, and maybe actual literal gifts if he's expecting with, with Khloe Kardashian. We don't know. I mean, that's allegedly. That's in the, the gossip columns. So if that's happening, we'd at least like him to show up long enough that we can hand <laughs> bestow upon him some gifts. Maybe grab a rebound or two along the way while you're at it. But you're looking at, at a team that's just overmatched and it shows once again how poor and porous the Eastern Conference was. Mm-hmm. Go all the way back to Rajon Rondo with his blue thumb. <laughs> You're going to go back to that forever, aren't you? Well, you were going to go back to Rondo's blue thumb until the middle of next year. Yeah, it's it's like when um, when Marion Barber ran out of bounds to oh keep the Tim Tebow oh thing alive. Oh it's the same kind God. of analogy. You got to give that up, man. Can listen, you, listen, Jet Man. Can you imagine if the Jets had Rondo? <laughs> He would have he, lost he a would, hand. He, it wouldn't just be a broken thumb. He, he would have been the greatest be playmaker. He would have been the greatest playmaker. <laughs> greatest playmaker in Jets history. But the point being that the number one seed would have been gone. So you would have never really even seen a matchup there. You say, well, hey, they, they beat the number one seed to go. That's the point I'm making. It's not a, hey, the Bulls could have beaten the Cavs. No, it's the number eight seed had them on the ropes before <laughs> his injury, and then all of a sudden it doesn't look quite as formidable when they come all the way through and they get here for the re, you know the three match or whatever we're calling it so we don't have to pay anybody any royalties. Although I'm sure the trademarks are in process for all of that. But for LeBron James, Played a great game. So all the people that have jumped on board, the Kevin Durant's the greatest player, it's like we're, we're playing hot take hopscotch is what I'm calling it now. We're playing hot take hopscotch where we're going all over the place. LeBron still had a fantastic game. His teammates haven't bothered to show up. Trust me, we will see that passive LeBron James. We will see it. It will show up and it will be questioned. Well, you know, this, why I can't save us all the time. He is always calculated. Hey, when he knows hey, it's, it's just done, a game, when he knows Jason, it's done, that's what he said. And he knows the NBA Finals is done. We will see that passive LeBron. We we saw the Cavaliers throw a great punch in game two on Sunday. Not their best punch, but a great punch, and they lost by 20. 
They don't have anything left. They don't have anything left. Well, what else can they do? It was turnover after turnover. Look at the what happened with the, the Warriors. <laughs> as well as they took care of the basketball in game one, they're throwing it all over the and place. And they still won by 20. And they still Unless the, beat the hell out of them. And by the way, LeBron James, we didn't talk about it here. The fact that oh. he didn't wait to the podium. No. That's the, you only sing when you, you're winning. We'll be singing. Uh, that's one of the. When we're winning. I, I hesitate to call guys crybabies. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Sit. Sit down, shut your mouth, and know your role. You lost that game. If you win, you get to go first. Get your teammates to play better. The only way we see a competitive Game 3 in series is if the NBA gets involved and says, okay, start calling things a little bit differently like you have been. Because we're going to see a sweep. You know, I picked the Warriors in a sweep, you know. I mean, you know first that. time you've mentioned yeah, that I, I, I tonight, that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I just want to remind you that I did that. Thanks, buddy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.